Book three, chapter one of Emilia, volume one. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Emilia by Henry Fielding. Chapter one, in which Mr. Booth resumes his story. If I am not mistaken, madam, continued Booth, I was just going to acquaint you with the doctor's opinion when we were interrupted by the keeper. The doctor, having heard counsel on both sides, that is to say, Mrs. Harris for my staying and Miss Betty for my going, at last delivered his own sentiments as for amelia she sat silent drowned in her tears nor was i myself in a much better situation as the commissions are not signed said the doctor i think you may be said to remain in your former regiment and therefore i think you ought to go on this expedition your duty to your king and country whose bread you have eaten requires it and this is a duty of too high a nature to admit the least deficiency regard to your character likewise requires you to go for the world, which might justly blame your staying at home, if the case was even fairly stated, will not deal so honestly by you. You must expect to have every circumstance against you hated, and most of what makes for your defence omitted. And thus you will be stigmatised as a coward without any palliation. As the malicious disposition of mankind is too well known, and the cruel pleasure which they take in destroying the reputations of others, the use we are to make of this knowledge is to afford no handle to reproach for bad as the world is it seldom falls on any man who hath not given some slight cause for censure though this perhaps is often aggravated ten thousandfold and when we blame the malice of the aggravation we ought not to forget our own imprudence in giving the occasion remember my boy your honour is at stake and you know how nice the honour of a soldier is in these cases this is a treasure which he must be your enemy indeed who would attempt to rob you of therefore you ought to consider every one as your enemy who by desiring you to stay would rob you of your honour do you hear that sister cries miss betty yes i do hear it answered amelia with more spirit than i ever saw her accept before and will preserve his honour at the expense of my life i will preserve it if it should be at that expense and since it is dr harrison's opinion that he ought to go i give my consent go my dear husband cried she falling upon her knees may every angel of heaven guard and preserve you i cannot repeat her words without being affected said he wiping his eyes the excellence of that woman no words can paint miss matthews she hath every perfection in human nature i will not tire you with the repetition of any more that passed on that occasion nor with the quarrel that ensued between mrs harris and the doctor for the old lady could not submit to my leaving her daughter in her present condition she fell severely on the army and cursed the day in which her daughter was married to a soldier not sparing the doctor for having had some share in the match i will omit likewise the tender scene which passed between amelia and myself previous to my departure indeed i beg you would not cries miss matthews nothing delights me more than scenes of tenderness i should be glad to know if possible every syllable which was uttered on both sides i will indulge you then cries booth as far as in my power indeed i believe i am able to recollect much the greatest part for the impression is never to be effaced from my memory he then proceeded as miss matthews desired but lest all our readers should not be of her opinion we will according to our usual custom endeavour to accommodate ourselves to every taste and shall therefore place the scene in a chapter by itself which we desire all readers who do not love or who perhaps do not know the pleasure of tenderness to pass over since they may do this without any prejudice to the thread of the narrative End of book three, chapter one recorded by Julie